are listening to Stories from Palestine podcast, a podcast recorded in Palestine and about Palestine. My name is Crystal. I am originally from the Netherlands and I am married to a Palestinian. We live in Beit Safafa between Jerusalem and Bethlehem and we run Singer Cafe and Al Chisar Bar in Beit Sahur. Before moving to Palestine in 2013, I worked as a teacher and tour guide in the Netherlands. I have a degree in history and in tour guiding and many years of tour guiding experience. Due to the COVID pandemic, tourism in Palestine came to a complete halt and that's why I started Stories from Palestine podcast in August 2020. This is the second year of the podcast with every week on Monday a new episode about the history and heritage of Palestine as well as the reality of life today. I hope you will enjoy today's episode. I'm here in front of the Walled Off Hotel. The hotel is also known as the Banksy Hotel because it was established by the UK-based artist Banksy, or at least that's what we think. And we also don't really know who Banksy is, a graffiti artist, but maybe he's a man, maybe he's a woman, maybe he's a team. We don't know details. Maybe we will find out when we visit this hotel. It is run by local Palestinians very close to the Bethlehem checkpoint and it has been closed for two years because of the COVID pandemic. They just reopened and today is actually their anniversary. They are for five years. They are open here and I'm just gonna go inside. And I enter into a beautiful sort of salon with tables and everything is decorated in a little bit British style. It is full of teapots and teacups. And then we have art on the wall here, art by Banksy. Some of it is uh, paintings and some of it is actually pretty funny. There is always a message to it. I see a cage here with a white dove carrying an olive branch, but he is caged. Uh, there is another painting here where we see an... It looks like a 17th century painting of an old farm and a farmer's woman with her children, but then all of a sudden there is this huge bulldozer that comes in and disrupts the family's home. Here's another graffiti done by Banksy. And here is a door that looks like it's a bookshelf, but actually, if you press the button, the door opens and goes to the rooms where you can stay. I'm just going to continue through the bar area to the museum. And as I enter the museum, we can see Mr. Belfour. And Mr. Belfour is here signing the Belfour Declaration. Now I'm gonna hit the button Oh, Mr. Belfour starts signing the declaration. <laughs> and it says, Dear Lord Rothschild, I have much pleasure in conveying to you, on behalf of His Majesty's government, the following declaration of sympathy with Jewish Zionist aspirations, which has been submitted to and approved by the cabinet. His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people. 
and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object, it being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. I should be grateful if you would bring this declaration to the knowledge of the Zionist Federation, signed by Mr. Balfour. And then you can get into the museum and you can hear, see, and hear a video screening of the history of Palestine. The borders of Israel were drawn out on a map in green ink. In 1967, war broke out between Israel and its neighbors. The Israelis were once again victorious. This time, Israel crossed... And it is actually screened, the video, on the map of historic Palestine so that you get a much better understanding of the history. Now, when I continue, I get into another part of the museum where we can learn more about the construction of the wall. And we see photos of different types of walls, concrete walls, the um, patrolling roads, the fences, the checkpoints, the bypass roads that were made so that settlers can move from the West Bank to Israel over roads that do not go through Palestinian communities. Then I go into the next room and here we can learn something about the settlements and also about the separation between Jewish and Palestinian population in Hebron. And there are pictures of water tanks being shot by Israeli soldiers. Oh, and different types of ammunition that are being used here. There is a lot of tear gas bottles. I think these were found after um, people had been shot in the streets, rubber-coated bullets, uh, and also live ammunition. Now, continuing to the next room, there is a video here. It's a film. It's called The Five Broken Cameras. You can probably watch that online if you look for it. And then we continue to the next. This is about protesting. Oh, I see a slingshot. A bit the idea of the David and Goliath. And this is what a lot of Palestinian kids use to throw stones against the big watchtowers and against the armed Israeli soldiers, and for which they often get arrested for throwing stones. And then I continue, and this part is about the Gaza Strip and how people are... Oh, what is this? There's a phone ringing. Hello, my name is Danny. I'm an officer in Israeli military intelligence. We are going to blow up your house. Get out. You have five minutes before the rockets come. Okay, that's a message that people receive in the Gaza Strip when a rocket is going to blow up their house. Wow. And here we go and exit the museum. And then we are in a little shop where you can buy books and T-shirts and posters and some other artwork. Oh, even the Five Broken Cameras DVD can be bought here. And then I'm back here in the in the bar. Oh my goodness, that is different. Yeah, yeah, it's a new. We've done all of this during COVID. Look at this. This is a, an olive wood maquette of I see the Haram al Sharif. This is Jerusalem. Yeah, Jerusalem. 
the old city of Jerusalem. It was uh, done by my father. He started this project in 2000 after uh, the Israelis closed the, uh, you know, the the checkpoints and prevented the Palestinians to go to Jerusalem. And it took him almost three years to accomplish this. He did not use any map or any plan. He done it from his memory as uh, he knew Jerusalem. And uh, yeah, he thought it's going to take him a few months, but uh, it took him almost three years. This is incredible. I will take a picture of this and post it on the social media so that people can see what it looks like. Or they have to come and visit the yeah. Waldorf Hotel. No, no, no. <laughs> did inter, like interfered on this uh, model, as you see. He added the soldiers and the watchtowers and the tank and the military equipments in the old city of Jerusalem. There are almost uh, 320 soldiers like in this model, as you see it. And this model was on display at the Bristol Museum for almost nine years, and we brought it in in a loan just a few months ago. It's incredible. Yeah, now I see it. There is all these buildings and constructions and houses and the church and the churches and the mosque and the Dome of the Rock. And then there is many, many, many little soldiers on the rooftops and these watchtowers so you can really see the occupation of the city of Jerusalem that's incredible and now so the way I remembered it we came in we were in the lobby and then you continue and then you will arrive to the museum yeah. what happened well there was a family living next to us here and some months before COVID started they left the, the house, their, their apartment. So I rented the apartment. And during COVID, we knocked down the museum that was here. And we knocked down the walls of the apartment. We moved the museum to the inner apartment. And the space of the museum became, as you see, an art bar decorated uh, with paintings and artwork by Palestinian artists. Before COVID, Palestinian artwork was displayed only upstairs. We still have the exhibition upstairs, but nowadays we have also a permanent exhibition of amazing artwork by Palestinian artists at the lobby area. Wow, well, maybe we can have a sit somewhere and then we can continue our talk about this beautiful hotel. Um, yeah, here is the entrance to the museum. There's a lot of pieces of artwork on the wall here. There's a very nice cozy bar. The whole atmosphere is so cozy. It's a little bit the way I remember it from Holland. What we call the brown pubs, which are the pubs where you have everything is a bit dark and it, it makes it so cozy. Maybe we can start before we talk about the museum, just introducing yourself. Who are you and how did you get involved with the world of hotel? My name is uh, Wissam Salsa and I'm the manager of the World of Hotel. My involvement with the hotel is, is my relation with Banksy that started almost uh, 17 years ago when he came to visit Palestine and painted the wall. We became friends and uh, we continued with our friendship relation and uh, you know, I helped him in many things, especially in this part of the world, until the idea of the World of came up and we built the World of Hotel. Yeah. And what was exactly the concept or the aim of doing this hotel? And can you say something about its location here? The concept behind the Waldorf Hotel is to give the opportunity for the visitors that come to visit Bethlehem to learn about our reality as Palestinians. The Church of the Nativity is uh, next door, the birthplace of uh, Jesus. 
hundreds of thousands of visitors or even millions of visitors come every year to visit the church. But unfortunately, most of those tourists do not know anything about us as Palestinians, about the reality. We don't know, we are not sure what they have been told by their guides when they come over here. But what I know that tourism, being, especially in Palestine, being always unfair tourism. So the World of Hotel is an opportunity to learn more about Palestinian life. The hotel is built next to the separation wall. It's, we are only four meters away from the, the separation wall, the apartheid wall that was built in 2002 by the Israeli occupation, which separated Bethlehem from Jerusalem. So it's a very significant location. The World of Hotel today is known as a hotel with the worst view in the world. So this is the promotion point of the World of Hotel. So it's a very ironic art project, very peaceful as well, that gives amazing experience for the visitors that come and visit here. You are also located very close to a military camp. I mean, just maybe 50 meters from here, there is a bunch of Israeli soldiers. What was the response of the Israelis when you opened the hotel here? No major response. Actually, they came and checked the hotel almost the second day after we announced the opening and nothing else afterward. The hotel is, um, you know, it's an art project. It's an informative project. We've done it in a way that it's easy to understand when you come in and it tells facts. So what you, what you read at our museum, what you experience at the hotel is the reality. And if you look at the people who come to the hotel, can you give us some numbers like from when you opened until COVID, how many people stayed here and what type of people come here? Are these people that are already aware of where they're going or are they very blunt? We opened in 2017. Actually, today is five years from opening. Wow. Exactly. Today is the anniversary, wow. our fifth year anniversary. When we opened, most of our visitors were Banksy fans. And most of those people were not even aware of what's going on in Palestine. The hotel managed to bring thousands of tourists from around the world to Bethlehem, to Palestine, because of the existence of the hotel. They came to check out the art and to enjoy everything at this hotel. In 2017, the year of opening, the World Travel Organization that belongs to the United Nations put Palestine as number one in tourism growth in the world. And some papers attributed that to the world of hotel which is not right, I think, but uh, we had this good reputation that we managed to bring lots of tourists to Palestine because of us. Then, uh, of course, uh, the hotel has a big name because of uh, Banksy and uh, because of the amazing uh, art installation. Same year, by the way, in 2017, we won an award in London as the best art hotel in the world. The hotel managed to bring in over... 300,000 visitors in the three years that we opened. They came to visit the museum. The hotel is, a, I mean, it's a very small hotel. So when we say 300,000, those are people that came to visit our museum, art gallery, and Banksy artwork. The ones that stayed are a few thousands, of course, because the hotel is small, but the hotel is open for all visitors. I mean, everyone to come and visit. Anyone comes to Bethlehem could simply step in and visit the museum and the art gallery and see the largest collection of Banksy artwork in the whole world. 
For people who are not so aware about Banksy, because I have listeners to the podcast who are tuning in because they want to hear stories from Palestine, but they don't know who or what is Banksy. Can you say a bit more about the artwork and maybe also about Banksy? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, Banksy is, uh, is a very famous graffiti artist. He's done amazing artwork in many countries around the world, including in Palestine. He came to Palestine several times. First uh, trip was in 2005 and 2007 also came back to Palestine. In 2014, just right after the war in Gaza, he smuggled to Gaza and painted on Gaza just to raise awareness of the people of the world to the situation of Gaza and the damage that happened to Gaza. What he's done in Gaza was so ironic and uh, very, very sarcastic about the attitudes of the world toward Gaza and the Palestinians. And uh, his latest uh, installation or the latest thing, project that he's done here was the Waldorf Hotel. And he makes art all over the world. He makes art also in places that you cannot pick it up on walls or on uh, fixed places. But also he, he sells art and it's kind of expensive now, right? Banksy never uh, sold his art for the money like his friends sold just... Um, in decent prices as many other artists, but the demand is so high and the black market just turned his artwork into a very, very expensive art. Beside that, because his art is so smart and very, very, very intelligent artist, uh, people started to cut down walls and uh, take walls and sell them. Some walls that he painted sold for millions of dollars. People just cut off the wall and sold it. His art, uh, like for example in Palestine, um, his art uh, was amazingly used to raise awareness of, for example, of, of our situation, the occupation, the wall. After the wall was built, media kind of like talked about the wall, but then became an old story, uh, insignificant, because, you know, media wants always something hot. But the wall continued affecting the life of Palestinians in a very, very dramatic and bad way. And of course, international media will never be interested in such stories because these are like those stories, but we are affected daily by the wall and the practices that occupation is you know, doing here. So Banksy artwork and of course, some other artists who came and painted on the wall forced media to report the wall again and again and again. Banksy does not really sell his artwork, as I said, for money, like all of Banks's artwork that was sold for charities, for good projects around the world. Yeah. The latest that uh, we had here was a painting that was donated by Banksy to Bethlehem. He did not do it all, but he, he did intervention on that painting and was sold last year for benefit of two hospitals in Bethlehem. One of them is the Bethlehem Arab Society to build a stroke unit that will be the only stroke unit in our area and also a trauma center at Shepherd's Hospital in Beit Sehur nearby Bethlehem. And if people come here and they want to see some of his art on the wall, how many graffitis are we talking about in Bethlehem area? Now a day there are four that you could see. The first one, which is nearby here, is the dove with the flat jacket. Uh, the second one is also nearby here, is uh, the uh, girl frisking the soldier, which is opposite to Jesuit Palace. The third one actually is opposite the hotel, the two angels pulling the wall. And the fourth one is Love in the Air, which is the flower thrower. It's located at the gas station in, um, in Beit Sahur. 
Yeah, these are the, the four main ones that you could see today. When people visit the hotel, they can also book a tour, right? Yeah, we offer a special tour at the hotel, which is led by locals. Like we don't really use, for this specific tour, we don't use professional guides, but we use locals who come from a neighbor refugee camp here. Either refugee camp, those guys, young guys, they come and take people uh, to show them the wall. They explain to them about how this wall affected their lives. And then they take them to their community, which is a refugee camp. And at the refugee camp, they get the opportunity to meet with locals and to listen to stories. It's been very, very successful for everyone, for for locals, for the tourists, like uh, amazing feedback so far from uh, the tours that we organize. Plus, of course, uh, we book some traditional tours as well. Yeah, because the Ida refugee camp is one of three refugee camps in Bethlehem, and it is also known as the one refugee camp that gets the most tear gas, right? Yes, yeah, because of its location, of course, because it's uh, just next to Rachel's tomb where, or the wall where there's like a military presence all the, all the time. So people come here, they can see the art, they can book tours, and they can go and visit the museum. Is the museum also the idea of Banksy, or who is in charge of that museum? Because it's very interesting and it's very well done. Yes, um, Banksy worked in everything at this hotel. The production of the museum is Banksy's. Of course, we had the beginning, we had a curator from the UK, Dr. Gavin Grendon, who've done the first museum, but it was under also the intervention of Banksy and the supervision of Banksy. What can you learn when you go through this museum? You learn about how we live as Palestinians, about everything that affects our life. It talks about ID cards, permits, bypass roads, home demolition, uprooting trees, um, arm industry, um, some um, Israeli movements that are against occupations, such as breaking the silent, uh, water issues, uh, illegal settlements, um, nonviolent protests and activities, um, resistance, Palestinian resistance. Uh, and then we have a, a timeline that acknowledges the major events that happened in the, in the last 20 years, including um, international and even Israeli movements that are standing against occupation. Because, uh, you know, we always like to emphasize that uh, this occupation has nothing to do with God. And um, there are lots of free people with the free will who stand against occupation because occupation is evil. I mean, um, the, the conflict is not a religious, again, it's not a religious conflict. It has nothing to do with God, which is very important. So this is a pure political conflict. And um, it seems that Banksy is from the UK. And it seems also that there is some focus here on the role of the UK in this conflict with the Balfour Declaration. Can you say something about that? And also some of the design, maybe here not so much as I found on the other side, had some sort of like eye wink towards that British connection. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, the, it's like uh, Banksy decided to do the, the hotel in 2017, which is 100 years from uh, Balfour Declaration. And it was an emphasizing, like emphasizing the British role in uh, creating this conflict and the reality that we live in as Palestinians. And I think to put responsibility on the Western world that, yes, you have responsibility of what's happening to the Palestinians nowadays. So it's colonial style as you see it. 
very British. We even like he 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 asked us to make uh, afternoon tea. We make scones here, and uh, <laughs> so all this British things uh, part of our um, uh, hotel. <laughs> I have to try the scones. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, I also, of course, follow your Facebook page. And I see that uh, you or uh, you used to, and now I think you start again since the opening after COVID, you organize also music and other events here, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. With the new extension that we have, we, we are hosting music, like local musicians and artists to come and perform at our new bar. Before we opened this new bar, we used to have uh, every week, Saturday night, weekends, uh, we used to have live music, but now we will have more of these activities at this place. If people want to book at the hotel here, first of all, how many rooms are there? And are they decorated also by Banksy? Is there something special about the rooms? Uh, yeah, we have nine rooms, actually. So we are not uh, a hotel, we are a guest house. Mm. But our rooms are special. They are different from each other. Each one is different than the other one. We have rooms that were designed and painted by Banksy. And we have also some rooms that were done by local artists and uh, other artists. Booking could be done through our website directly or uh, from booking.com. Or people can contact us directly for reservation. Yeah, But to visit, you don't have to book. Anyone come to Bethlehem could uh, simply stop their car or stop their bus and walk in to visit the museum and the gallery and uh, have a drink at our bar. And you are very close to the Bethlehem checkpoint, the main checkpoint. So if people come from Damascus Gate with bus 234, they get off, they cross on foot through the checkpoint. And you're here in five minutes, right? Yeah, we are five minutes, exactly. We're five minutes from the checkpoint. Uh, anyone that come in a tour bus as well, they cannot miss the Waldorf Hotel because we're just right after the checkpoint to the right. And uh, yeah, it's easy to reach. It's very easy to reach. Yeah. I have one more question uh, regarding the entrance of the hotel, because every time when we pass by with my children, they are saying, Mama, this is the monkey hotel, because there's that monkey on the entrance. Can you explain the monkey? Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the name of this hotel is Waldorf Hotel, and it's a take on the Waldorf Hotel. So people here will never get the joke, because it's not a part. I mean, we don't have Waldorfs. We don't have this these fancy hotels in Palestine and, you know, very Western hotels. Uh, so Waldorf, because of the wall, the, the, how we are. So it's a joke about the Waldorf. But, uh, of course, people, locals, most of locals would never get the joke. And to make it monumental and uh, people remember it, Banksy decided to put the monkey outside. So exactly as you said, People like today, if you go to any villages and like villages or even to Bethlehem and tell people a Waldorf hotel, they probably will never catch a name or it will be difficult for them to remember the name or even to read the name. But when you tell them the Hotel of the Monkey, everybody will know it. <laughs> so if you go to Hebron, say the Hotel of the Monkey. Yeah, everybody know it. I have to admit that this is really one of those symbols that you will never forget yeah. about the, yeah. the hotel here. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to add? Yeah, I would like to invite everyone that come to Bethlehem or to recommend a visit to the Waldorf Hotel to anyone that come to Bethlehem because it's something worth visiting. It's amazing art installation with a very special learning experience. 
And when they come here, they see not only art by Banksy, but they see a lot of local artists. And there are many Palestinian artists, right? We maybe not hear a lot about them, but I see so many different works here. Yes, nowadays uh, we have collection at the hotel between the permanent collection and the exhibition upstairs for over 60 Palestinian artists. 60 different Palestinian artists. Some of them are big names in the world even. I mean, we, have, we, we carry only good art and uh, we have a space dedicated for younger generation, for younger artists, amazing artwork and also valuable artwork as well. And if people see something here that they love, is it possible to buy? Yeah, at our upstairs exhibition, all of the artwork on display is for sale. Downstairs, where the lobby is, the piano bar is not for sale. It's, a, it's, a, it's our collection. Yeah. Now, I can totally advise everybody to come and check this place out. It is wonderful. I hope that now, after the airport opens again, you'll have lots and lots of guests coming in. Do you see that it's already starting? Yeah, we just opened, actually. Just like a couple of weeks ago, we opened the doors of the World Hotel. We were closed for two years because of COVID. Uh, now it starts to pick up. I mean, before COVID, we used to have uh, hundreds of people coming to visit every day. We've been so busy. Uh, hoping things will pick up again and uh, life gets back to normal. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. I will post some photos and videos on social media so that if you want to see what we've been talking about, you can check it out at Stories from Palestine. And as soon as you come to Palestine, you should definitely pay a visit to this beautiful hotel and museum. Thank you for listening to Stories from Palestine. If you enjoy the podcast, then here are several things you can do to support the show. Tell your friends about the podcast. Share some of the social media posts on Instagram or Facebook. Start following the YouTube channel. You can also hear the podcast audio there. And soon I will start uploading videos. Sign up for the email list so that you get a reminder with a clickable link to the new podcast episode. And in the future, you will be updated about programs and trips that I will start to organize. And of course, you can donate to help me pay for hosting the podcast and the website and all the related recording costs. It's the only source of income I have at the moment, so you can imagine how much I appreciate every cup of coffee or falafel sandwich that you buy me on the Kofi platform. All the links that you need can be found in the show notes and on the website storiesfrompalestine.info. That's it. I hope you will tune in again next week.